Hi there, this is Brian from the No Name Nerd, and I, I want to give a little shout out to Joe for uh, his help with the podcast these past few weeks. He, he's going to be back next week, but I, I kind of want to jump in here because I've, I've been a little bit on a little bit of an obsession with NFTs, and uh, I thought I'd spend some time talking to the No Name Nerd community, maybe about what they are, why I'm mildly obsessed with them. And kind of give you a sense of some projects that uh, I've been working on and that I have coming up and that I'm really excited about. But, you know, what occurred to me, in, in, if you do pay attention to the No Name Nerd community or you follow the podcast or, you know, you jump in there on Discord or uh, Facebook or whatever it is, which you can all do all the time at Nerds Belong Here, uh, you, you maybe see have seen some of my posts um, kind of exploring this topic and actually been running some Facebook ads and things like that. And so far gotten a little traction. So I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see where this takes us. But to be honest with you, I, I think this whole thing with NFTs uh, is got some real potential for the future. Although I think it's also, it's new and it's a little bit cutting edge. And I know that there's some, uh, even some divisiveness about it. Like what did I see in the news the other way, other day? Uh, Discord, NFTs, uh, there's a lot of tension. Because, uh, you know, here we have why Discord is retreated from cryptos and NFTs. And that's just 10 hours ago. Discord was getting on board with them, uh, but then kind of backed up from it. And I, I thought I'd talk a little bit not about why. But let, let's first talk about what they are. So um, I'll, I'll do the, the hopefully in just a few minutes, an NFT 101. Uh, NFT stands for non-fungible tokens. Okay. And what they are is basically code on a blockchain, and it could be a whole variety of blockchains. Um, most of them are actually constructed on Ethereum, uh, but you know there's some some on things like Wax, uh, and which is I think a cousin of Ethereum. I'm not sure of that one, um, but they're similar to cryptocurrency. And so uh, cryptocurrency like Bitcoin or Dodge Dogecoin or uh, Dogecoin. Or, you know, uh, Ethereum, I mean, there, there are hundreds, probably thousands of them at this point. Those are digital currency in that they are basically code that is part of a distributed network. Um, and that code, right, sort of shows that you own something. And it's kind of like anything, right, that if you've got a dollar bill or you've got a credit card or whatever, that, that you've got this like symbolic representation that shows that you own something, right, that you're something of value. Um, and usually it's backed by some government. And I think that the big thing with cryptocurrency is that it's part of a distributed network. And the details of this are going to vary depending on the network that you're talking about. But it's it's part of a computer system that is going to have that code exist everywhere that the computer systems exist. And so are there all these computers, these people who are mining that are um, part of the nodes where the, the network, the network of code exists. And somewhere along that string of code is a the address that says, you know, this one Bitcoin belongs with your digital wallet, right? And your digital wallet is where that can either physically exist, actually, sort of. So you can have like a cold wallet, which exists off, um, not connected to the internet, or you could have one that's connected to the internet, which is usually what I end up using. Although I hear they're not as secure, but I don't, I, I have only dabbled in crypto. But anyways, the point being that it is a network of code that says who owns what, right? So everything's tied to a digital wallet. And so 
Um, right now, I use a digital wallet primarily called MetaMask. Um, it's a very popular one for NFTs. And so uh, it, it, if I click on it, right, it shows that I've actually got a few of them, but, um, and I don't have very, I've got $2.40 in it, but I, I could send and receive stuff. And you can see it's not connected, but that's my digital wallet. And it's got this address, right? I can copy this address. This address is actually very safe. That address is a one-way address. It only allows you to receive stuff. So I can never send anything through that digital, um, this address. And so I, I can share that wherever I want. And people can send me stuff through it, but they can't like use it to take my money or anything like that. But anyways, I'm digressing. The point being that digital wallets are what holds cryptocurrencies and they are what holds non-fungible tokens. So the difference between a fungible token, something you can exchange, and non-fungible token is that non-fungible tokens cannot be exchanged for other things. So if you have a Bitcoin, it can be exchanged for money, it can be exchanged for Ethereum, it can be exchanged for other things of value. A non-fungible token is functionally a digital collectible. So it is proof of ownership of something. It, it can't be exchanged for anything. Um, like, you know, what, what would be the example that, um, and actually I've got some, hold on, I'll even use a prop, right? So this is my son's pop that he used to like to collect. Um, it's Scorpion and it, it is a collectible in that there are, might be some other ones, or sometimes you have collectibles that are maybe, uh, you know, antiques or something like that. And there's only one of a kind, but it, th there's only one of them, Right. I could sell it for money, but I, I couldn't just exchange it, right? It's it's not the value is not baked in. the va The value is based upon its value as a collectible, and so that's that's sort of the difference between cryptocurrency and NFT. That for cryptocurrency, the value is based upon the value of the money, like the dollar, right? So if I have a dollar, that is a fungible, and I, I can exchange it for other dollars. Um, the, the the collectible, right? A digital collectible, just like a physical collectible, is something that I could sell, but it is not like instantly exchangeable. And and so when we're talking about NFTs or non fungible tokens, we're talking about things that are digital collectibles, right? And that's the you know if you look up like most expensive NFTs, that's where you start running into things like. Uh, you know, these digital collectibles, especially the, the very popular crypto punks, um, most popular one has gone for 4.7 billion. So it's not like a, it's not like a minor thing here. You know, these are these are sort of big deals. So where am I going with that? Hold on, my recording thing is being funny. Oh, yeah. So um, that's what cryptocurrencies are. And, and, and so where do they live? I mean, like, to me, there's kind of this nuts and bolts question about, like, what's it mean to own a cryptocurrency? Well, what it really means to own a cryptocurrency is to have something that exists within a digital wallet. So this MetaMask is actually keeping the code that says, hey, I own these NFTs or I created these NFTs. And then if you go and you look what I own, right? You have to go to a website like OpenSea. There, there's others. OpenSea is one of the more popular ones because not only is it a place where you can see your NFT, right? Then you can view it, but then also you can um, use it to uh, uh, sell your your NFT. And so, you know, I've made some of these NFTs here that are related to the No Name Nerd because I think they're cute and kind of funny. And uh, I've done them with some digital styling. And it, you can see here, right now that I'm an Open C, and Open C, 
right? I'm going to open MetaMask again. You'll see it's connected. So that's how it knows, right? That's part of the Web 3.0 thing. So it knows that I am connected to this. And then you can look and it says, um, I actually made 500 of these and I own 495 of them. So this is an example of an NFT that I created where I created 500 of them. But NFTs, it, it depends on the, if they're in Ethereum, they have to be one of one. But I've been creating these on uh, what's called the Polygon Network. And I'll explain that in a second why. Um, and I realize some people are listening to this on the podcast. And so you're going to have to just kind of follow along and, uh, or go to YouTube and watch the video if you want. But I've also created a collection, that this mini-mail collection that is one of one. And so if you look on mini-mail number six, then you see that mini-mail number six is owned by me and only owned by me, and there's only one of them. And uh, that's so it, NFTs, you're going to find, depending on the network they're on, and these are on the Polygon network for reasons I'll explain in a second. I think it shows up in properties. Uh, somewhere in details. Oh yeah, details. You'll see the blockchain is Polygon. Um, it's following the Eric seven twenty one standard, which you don't have to worry about. Um, but actually, you can see some other characteristics of this particular NFT. That so far of those that have been created, fourteen percent have chocolate cake, forty three percent have water. Um, but then you see some more rare traits like pad Thai that's appearing on it. And that's why I like food. So I, this is my first sort of experimental NFT. But what's interesting about this particular collection is there are actually only 10,000 of them that are going to be created, even though you can only see that seven or seven of them are showing up. And so every time somebody buys one, what happens is I have to create it and then it'll, um, the, the NFTs actually, the images already exist, but then people get randomly allocated food. Okay, that was my digression. So, oh yeah, what what is gas in different networks? And so if you hear people referring to gas, what gas is, gas is the cost of transferring an NFT from say my digital wallet to another digital wallet. So right, the stuff lives here. These, these mini meals live here, except for one of them. And if I want to transfer it to somebody else, then I have to pay a gas fee, which is really just the computing cost functionally of moving it through this network of computers that has the proof of ownership for the NFTs or the cryptocurrency or whatever it is. It happens anytime you got to like transfer NFTs or cryptocurrency, you usually got to pay some kind of gas or exchange fee. But here's the thing, and this is why I'm using Polygon, because the cost of transferring NFT via Polygon is much less cheaper than using the Ethereum chain. So, I mean, you can even look on um, uh, OpenSea and you'll see that a lot of the big ones, right? So Board 8 Yacht, 8 Yacht Club, that's one of the most famous ones. Um, they've had 200. So I, I, I can't remember the NFT price now or the Ethereum price, $6,000. I don't know. So take that number times 6000 4000 Yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, but they're, they're doing their sales based upon Ethereum. So they're on the Ethereum blockchain. Um, and we can even look at one of these and you'll see that under details, uh, it is under the Ethereum blockchain. Um, but, you know, it's popular. It's one of the oldest, but um, it is also very expensive to move stuff. And so you see a lot of new things, including my little mini meals here. They are on the Polygon blockchain because then if I want to send it to somebody, it's really ex inexpensive for me to send it to them. Um, and, and actually, it's not simply an issue of it being easy to uh, inexpensive to send it to people. But that, that's actually one of the concerns that people have is related to the impact of NFTs on the environment because all of this is using electricity, right? And electricity impacts the environment. 
Um, and one of the benefits, and this is actually one of the reasons that Polygon was created, of using a uh, a blockchain that is more efficient. And I know there's moves to make, uh, there's movement to make Ethereum more efficient. It's just not there yet. Um, but if, by using a blockchain that is more efficient, you just, you don't waste all the electricity. So it's not. I'm not saying there aren't resources used, but it's significantly less than Ethereum. And also, gas fees, right? The price of transferring an NFT or cryptocurrency will vary depending on how many people are using the network at that time. And so you might find that it is going to be thirty, fifty dollars. You you know, depending on the price of Ethereum as well, to transfer an NFT. But on Polygon, it, it could be a matter of cents. It could be a dollar. It could be less. I mean, so it's it, it it we're talking like multiple times cheaper, many many times cheaper to use Polygon, both in terms of energy and cost. But here's the tricky part. Okay, is that if you want to buy one of these NFTs, and I can't really do this because I own them already. But if you want to buy one of these NFTs, what happens is you have to. By Polygon, so you have to take fiat, right? You have to take U.S. dollars, and then you have to convert it into fiat, or um, convert it into Ethereum. And then to 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 make this even weirder, right? You have to put the Ethereum onto the Polygon network, right? So you got money, Ethereum, and you have Matic, which is also money, and it's all exchangeable. And you have to move it from one network onto the other, and you have to pay gas fees when you do that. And and the, and the reason I'm telling you that is that it's I've found I think one of the most significant barriers to people sort of getting into the NFT space. And what's great though is I've, I've kind of figured out a way around it, and I'm kind of excited about that. So what I'm doing is you, you can, I mean, if you want to, if you, if you want to offer one of these, uh, purchase one of these, you're certainly welcome to make me an offer. Uh, but. What you can also do, which is even easier, is you can simply make a purchase of one of them through the No Name Nerd website. Um, and they're going for, so it is uh, November 15th. Uh, they're going for $9.99. You just put your e Ethereum address, right? That's this address. Right? That's this thing up here. Copy and paste that. Um, and then buy one. And, and then what I'll do is I'll mint it myself. I'll mint it manually. And then I'll transfer to you. And, and the reason I... I'm saying uh, if you buy it through the store, right, and then you can use credit cards, you can actually use, um, you don't have to transfer between US dollars and Ethereum and then to Matic and then move your Matic from the Ethereum network onto the Polygon network. All of that costs money via gas. And actually, again, because you have to, you have to, a stopping point on that Ethereum network means that you have to pay for it gas, which can be expensive and complicated. And, and even for me, after spending a lot of time figuring it out, I was like, oh, like I, I can figure it out, but I would rather not. All you got to do is give me your, your Ethereum address. And, um, and then what happens is I'll just process it just like a regular payment. Um, and then I will just transfer it to you directly. And by transferring it to you directly, we can, both of us actually can avoid all those fees. And so to me, that's a fun way of sort of dipping your toes in the NFT, um, into the NFT space. And actually, because I, li I like doing stuff that matters, um, if you buy one in this month in November, right? You get it? It's kind of a Thanksgiving thing. Um, I'm going to, for every one you buy, I'm going to donate 10 meals to Feeding America. So you can find all the details at nonamenerd.com if you're interested in doing that. It's on the front page, so it's, it's not hard to find. Um, oh, you, you know, I had this little script here and I'm not really following along with it uh, very well. But one of the things I wanted to note is like, why, why am I so interested in NFTs? 
And I, I, this to me is just kind of fun. I think collectibles are fun. I mean, the same way that, you know, I think like things like pop, um, pops are fun. And I, I, to me, this one's particularly amusing because I had to work on this program that's going to generate, uh, generated like 6 million different potential combinations of foods. Um, and then I randomized 10,000 10, of those. So I think it's going to be kind of a, a fun collection for that reason because it's, you know, it's got everything from Caesar salad to chicken and waffles to uh, jello and Brussels sprouts, French, French fries, everything like kind of normal in between. But what I think is also interesting is gets to do with the potential of NFTs. And um, that's one of the things that I'm, I'm still playing around with. And I, I've got this sort of landing page. If, if you want to follow along and see how this develops, we have nonamenerd.art, right? So we have nonamenerd.com, which is a store. And we have nonamenerd.art, which is going to be where you can get the uh, limited edition NFTs. What I'm going to do is there's actually a beta version of this uh, that some people might have been exposed to. But in January, I'm going to launch an NFT locker. And what's interesting about that is in the NFT locker, um, if you own a no name nerd NFT, right, which MetaMask can then confirm, then you'll have access to some special uh, special deals in that no name nerd loot locker. And, and actually, some of you got some of the free NFTs uh, have access to the beta with that. And, and like I already noted, um, I'm trying to set this up so that people who are interested in getting into NFTs who are uh, fascinated by this can make the purchases via the store instead of having to do all these complicated transfers of, uh, you know, Ethereum to Matic and then move the Matic from the Ethereum network onto the Polygon network, which is all very complicated. Um, but what I realized is by keeping some of the transaction off network that I can sort of avoid that. And of course... This is what I think is really kind of cool is it's going to allow a way for me to sort of keep track of who is a part of the no name nerd, uh, no name nerd community as we continue to grow. And, um, you know, that, that's where I think it starts opening these really interesting opportunities for things like DAOs and um, DAOs are distributed. Oh, shoot. I can't think of it. Distributed access organizations. Uh, the DAO is what they're called, but they're ways of using uh, these tokens to like vote on things. Um, and so like once you have a token and, uh, you know, it, it kind of gives me the opportunity to start uh, developing ways uh, to give you special access to stuff. And really what I'm starting off with is that loot locker, which, again, you'll only be able to access if you own a no name nerd NFT. By the way, you know, if, if you're interested, if you haven't done this already, um. I can't remember the. Uh... Ooh, I can't remember the page. Well, you know, I tell you what, you know, if you get this and you're interested in the free NFT and, you know, if you're interested in checking out the a beta a loot locker, just send me a message at brian at no name and maybe I'll stick the link in the, um, the show notes as well. But I got two more already in the pipeline, right? And, and, and this one I'm. The, the second collection, so again, it's middle of November. I'm hoping to have launched in the next week or two. I've, I've got some technical issues because uh, it's kind of based upon a medieval RPG. But listen, because I, I used to teach statistics and I find this fascinating. This collection, which is probably going to be about 10,000 items, is going to be based on a potential. I'm, I'm not exaggerating. It is based upon a potential 15 quadrillion possible combinations. So these are going to be unique items based on a potential 15 quadrillion combinations. 
Um, and actually, the the thing that's slowing me down a little bit is I'm I'm trying to bake in there um, some non visible traits that uh, could be used for breeding or interactivity. So if you heard Crypto Kitties, uh, those were breeding ones where you, you know you take one two NFTs and they can interact, um, and then create a, a another NFT. Or um, I really want there to be a mechanism for these NFTs to like battle each other and things like that. Uh, so I'm trying to set up for that, but I'm probably a couple weeks away of of having that that level. Uh, that ready and it'll probably release in waves where the first will be simply to collect and then um, as it evolves I'll start releasing the interactivity function um, and then there's a third one that's um, a very no-name nerd uh, inspired by the no-name nerd and that, that one's a little farther along I'm still uh, have somebody making artwork for that one so I, I'm really excited about where this is going, and you know, we've we I, I would encourage you to go to uh, nonamenerd.art if you kind of want to watch where this evolves. Although I'll, I'll always have a link to the uh, store site in itself, and I'll, I've I've mentioned this before, but you know, I I do have uh, some clothing lines that are linked to the NFTs uh, to a set of NFTs. They're actually linked to um, another collection. Uh, no name nerd apparel, and uh, what what I think is interesting about these, and and actually, I, I've, yeah, I'll grab one. So this is more fun if you're watching this on YouTube, I guess. But uh, I I have a sample one of these, and there's this QR code. On the back, and what I think is interesting is that this QR code then will link to. So we have short sleeve uh, hoodies and long sleeve that it'll actually directly link to the NFT. And there are only ten each of those, and so um, you know once once or hundred each of those. Once those hundred NFTs are sold out, I'm not going to make any more of the shirts. Uh, but you know, so some if somebody scans that, uh, it'll go directly to the NFT. So of course you get the shirt and the NFT as well. And if you want to have your own NFT made, which some folks have done, uh, all you got to do is fill out this form, and you know, for a buck ninety nine, I'll make an NFT and send it your way. And really, that NFT can be any photo that you want, and uh, you know, it can be maybe your original logo, uh, and then you can put it up for sale if you want, uh, or you can give it away to your your uh, community members, whatever it is that that you're interested in doing that. That NFT is going to be yours. So uh, the order form is pretty straightforward. Um, you just got to tell me what you want, upload a video or a uh, image file, and then uh, let me know the ETH address to send it to. And then I'll, I'll kind of manage all the stuff at the back end, and, and you don't have to worry about uh, the how-tos. I'll just send it to, to you. But you, you'll see all this, of course, on our, our website, nonamenerd.com. And I, I don't know. I'm, I'm really excited about the the opportunities that are being opened up with these non-fungible tokens. Um, I mean, I think it's, I, I remember sort of uh, exploring cryptocurrency like 10 years ago, and I really had this feeling about, oh, is it going to go away? Or is this just kind of, is this real? Like, wh wh what is this idea that we are going to be collecting digital collectibles? Like, are people, or uh, digital money that it's not really real money? I mean, is, is that really going to grow? And I, I remember even a few years ago thinking, oh, like Bitcoin, that's never going to hit $10,000. That's, that's going to be nuts when that hits $10,000. And here we are somewhere around over 60000 I think it is. And I, I feel like NFT is 
uh, kind of in that space, maybe that cryptocurrency was like 10 years ago, where this idea that uh, of having digital evidence of ownership of something um, doesn't really make any sense. But then, you know, as you start thinking about the, the ways in which we've had to provide evidence of ownership or authorization of things from uh, your driver's license to the title to your car, to your your high school or college transcript, to, I mean, to the more fun things of like, you know, how do you know that this is an authentic um, Scorpion pop figure and that it's really mine and it wasn't stolen or something like that. And then really NFTs, I, the fascinating thing to me is that NFTs are, are, you know, ways of addressing all of that. And I think that when I think to the, even the no-name nerd community, that what I love is NFTs are the opportunity to have sort of proof and stake of ownership in the no-name nerd community and to be able to provide evidence, right? Um, and and that, that's where that loot locker is going to come in very soon, to provide evidence that you've sort of invested in the community. And, you know, I, I think that I believe, I, I believe that the no-name nerd community is in it for the long haul. And I think that it is something that is only going to continue to grow. And I think it's something that is going to bring on more people who are interested in sort of joining in this very positive and welcoming environment for gamers, streamers, and content creators. And and I, I see NFTs, non-fungible tokens, as kind of a way of you relatively inexpensively being able to demonstrate that you've got some stake in the game, that you were kind of there in the beginning, that you were part of where the no-name nerd um, as a brand started out. And so I mean, I'm really sort of excited to to be investing in some of this technology and, and to be, I, I like learning new stuff too, because um, I think NFTs are going to grow. I think the no-name nerd is going to grow. And I, I kind of see the NFTs and the growth of NFTs as part of the no-name nerd as the opportunity for members of the community to sort of have some stake in the game, to have some investment, the opportunity to invest in the community and then to as well to reap some of the rewards of being a part of the community. So I... We'll see where it goes. I mean, this is a new area for us, and it's why I, you know, wanted to to jump on the podcast and have a little bit of a conversation about it and share with you a little bit of an introduction to the no name nerd or uh, introduction to what are non fungible tokens, um, as well as maybe give you some of my thoughts as to where we are headed as a community and uh, where I see them being part of the no name nerd. So thanks again for listening. I, I hope that was instructive. Um, you know, I. Always encourage you to go to nerdsbelonghere.com. Um, head to Discord. I spend a lot of time in Discord, but maybe leave some comments uh, there. I mean, if you've got some ideas on how NFTs can be used, if you know, in terms of the community, if you're interested in uh, joining us and joining that conversation, I would encourage you to do so. And I, I'm always happy to hear from you too. So shoot me an email at brian at nonamenerd.com. And I, I think I do pretty well replying. I mean, I get a lot of emails, but I, I do my best to keep up. So take care. Um, I, I don't know if I'll be live again before Thanksgiving. Uh, so I hope you all have a wonderful holiday. Check out these mini meals because these things crack me up. They're, they're tiny, but they've got vodka and sushi. So can't go wrong with that. All right. Have a good evening, nerds. So if you're interested in joining the No Name Nerd community, just head to nerdsbelonghere.com and you can find links to our Discord server as well as our private Facebook group. I'm proud to say that we offer a safe and welcoming environment for all kinds of nerds, 
and we are a supportive and interactive community for all types of gamers, streamers, and content creators. So if you're looking for some people to connect with, uh, to play some games with, or to learn some tips and tricks on growing your audience, uh, just head to nerdsbelonghere.com. And if you want to grab some great customized merch, uh, you can always find that at nonamenerd.com, where we have our signature item, which is a full sublimation print professional quality esports jersey, as well as a number of other items. So nerdsbelonghere.com for the community and nonamenerd.com for the company. Thanks for listening.